0: Hello, this is Dr. Jeremy, and I'm here to bring you a new episode of Rip Media Presents NFTech. Uh, we're going to talk to the number four ranked NBA Top Shot collector in the world who has amassed an account value of over 11 million US dollars. Yeah, million with an M. That's correct. Uh, we're going to talk with Alkso. Uh, he, he talks about his journey and entry into the NFT space. Uh, crypto kitties nft gaming top shot and more i think you're gonna enjoy it so i mean i why are we gonna wait let's get into it with Alxo. here we go MyMoment.com guest line, the number four ranked Top Shot collector in all the world. I am joined by Alxo today. Alxo, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh man, it's such a pleasure. I I gotta ask the same question I ask everyone: What was your sort of you know NFT story? How did you get involved in this weird world of JPEGs
1: and avatars? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess I was just. Uh, day trader and like the stock market and, in, in crypto. And then one day I, I saw these headlines about crypto kitties and I, I jumped in and, and kind of never went back. Um, it's just a new, new way of, of spending my time and, and, um, money that was just way more fun than any other investments I, I played with before.
0: And so you started with CryptoKitties, uh, uh, also a dapper product. Um, what was it about CryptoKitties that sort of pulled you in and made it seem interesting to you from like an investment perspective?
1: Um, just that there's some game element to it. Like uh, even if you're losing, you're you're at least having uh, a good time doing it. I mean, you have a better time when it's going up, but... <laughs> Yeah, um, at least you get some entertainment value uh, at a minimum. Um, so I guess it's, it's kind of similar to people's reasoning for gambling at the casino, but there you know the odds are against you. With NFTs, there's potentially unlimited uh, upside or downside. So, um, but if you believe in it, you, you think the you think the odds are in your favor.
0: So was it your knowledge of Dapper and CryptoKitties that led you to early participation in TopShot then?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So as soon as they announced it, I was really excited. So I, I kept um, my eye out for any kind of announcements or any kind of invites. And um, yeah, so as soon as they started with the closed beta, Um I was able to get my way in. I can't remember if I had to apply or if it was an invite, um, but they set up a discord and,
2: and um,
1: yes, yeah, I stumbled my way into the, the first backdrops there.
0: So where, where are we chronologically like month and year wise when this is kicking off then?
1: That's that was June 2020.
0: God, that's like a lifetime ago. It's incredible to even right. think about, right? June twenty twenty. So I know we a, just
1: started. We just started the pandemic. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say that's yeah.
0: just in the midst of COVID, right? That's like no one's traveling, everyone's stuck at home. So this is sort of like right place, right time for the NFT, you know, journey to start. I think for a lot of people. So so you get involved into Top Topshot. It's very earliest, right? You're, you're one of the first people to to get in like did you at what point did you realize that it was on to something and and that this was going to be a much bigger project than you realized or from the jump did you just sort of recognize that this was going to be massive due to the popularity of the nba where were you on that
1: yeah um yeah when i was playing with dapper's earlier products crypto kitties and, and jeez wizards i was having a good time um but those are all um proprietary ip but as soon as they announced that they locked down this license from the NBA, I, I knew uh, that was going to be the next level. I don't know what the next level looked like, but I, I knew I wanted to go all in. So,
2: um,
1: but yeah, other than that, um, it, it can't, I can't predict what's what's going to happen. I mean, there was only a few thousand people in NFTs at the time, so is um, I, I knew I had the a good potential to make an, NFTs mainstream, but could have it could it, have burst. It just could like have not. Else, yeah,
0: right. Mm-hmm. So, so are you a basketball guy, or are you more of a Top Shot person who turned into a bigger basketball fan out of your participation? Where would you describe yourself there?
1: Yeah, Top Shot has has totally made me an NBA fan. Um, I was as a kid, but kind of.
2: Um,
1: Moved on to like video games and, and other other hobbies, um, but this this pulled me back in more than ever. And um, even with this WNBA drop that happened yesterday, um, I'm already planning on watching those games now too. So uh, it's just just new level of um, engagement with the the brand that I think can bring in a lot of people as yeah, well.
0: I, I think you're, you're right on. I, I was talking with Jacob Eisenberg last night and, you know, he was talking about sort of that same thing of like, there are people who will become NBA fans through the product and there's going to become people who sort of, well, I would say I was, I'm very much a basketball fan. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan my whole life. I grew up in the Jordan era, so it always has had a special place in my heart. But I would definitely say I'm more interested in NBA basketball now than I was a year ago you know, uh, before I started my my Top Shot journey. So uh, I definitely think that's true. And I think you're absolutely right. The WNBA drop, I got my pack last night. Uh, I think similarly, there's going to be a lot of people who have uh, either rekindled or newfound interest in the WNBA as a result of that drop. So, okay, also, you know, everything's going well. I've spoken to one other sort of uh, Top Shot millionaire, and that's Anorak. I don't know if you know Anorak. Um, a, little, a little bit, yeah. yeah. I spoke with him and one of the things that he talked about was that when he had sort of paper handed a bunch of different NFT projects, he had been in the space from a really early time. And one of the fears he had was when all the stuff was starting to roll out with KYC and AML, that he was never going to be able to pull his money out. He had this fear that yes, he, he had done well and he had gotten in early, but it was going to be like some other projects that he participated in that where he was, he was going to get stuck. And I think that takes me to my next question for you is you know what's your sort of long-term vision as a collector you know being that you have over 17,000 moments which is I think I'm doing something big with my my little 300 moments over here I'm feeling patting myself on the back uh and in the meantime you have 17,000 plus so what what's your sort of um long-term strategy as a collector when you look at top shot
2: Um
1: I'm I just like uh Completing the sets, and I, I'm kind of speculating that having
2: um,
1: certain sets and certain players will give some sort of um, exclusive content in the future. Like in, in the hardcore game, you might have exclusive uh, game elements or... or uh, I don't know. Th- th- there's a lot of potential there. And then also in the, in the real world, um, utility with these, uh, and we just started seeing it with the, they sent some people to the finals games and to the summer draft league. and into the summer league. Yeah. So, um, if they roll something like that out in, in like my local, uh, Moda center here in Portland for the blazers, um, I, yeah, I, I guess it's FOMO. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just, just want to be along for the ride, and and um... as a
0: as a Bulls collector, that's certainly motivating me to complete all the Bulls set. I'm still the Jimmy Butler run it back short of having it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should have bought it when the market was low, and now the market has ballooned up again. So hopefully, I'll compl- I'll get that moment done. But then, you know, one of the things that's been interesting is a Bulls fan, now, and we just did a trade with the your Blazers last night, actually. Um, is right. that is that uh, I'm gonna have a whole new team next <laughs> year? Like I, I think there's lead, there's two people left from the pre Arturus Carnivorus like era, the Mark Eversley era. So I'm gonna have all new moments for all the players, other than um, Zach Levine and Kobe White. Everyone's new, other than uh, and Vooch came at the trade deadline. So it's like a whole new team, which I'm excited about. But I think you're right; it's that in real life experience factor for me. Um, I'm in Dubai now, but I don't plan to be here forever. And coming back to Chicago eventually, like I want to definitely capitalize off that and hope to get some sort of uh, exclusivity. And and you mentioned Harcourt and and the gamified aspect of wanting to have some advantage there. I think that's a really interesting perspective to take too. All right, Alex. So take take me to like mid-March when the market slide starts. Uh, What was your sort of feelings when you were seeing that slide happen and the bubble kind of starting to burst a little bit with some of like the, just the the quick flipping that was going Mm on. Um, were you scared? Were you concerned? Were you just not worried about it at all? Where did you lie on the, the sort of trajectory with all that?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to have those feelings of, of concern. Uh, but I just had to keep reminding myself, um, that uh, about kind of the reasons why I, I'm all in on this project, and I even did this on the way up too. Like before the the dip, it was it went up like 200x <laughs> in just like a week. So um, that, that's an exaggeration, but it was pretty close to that. Maybe like maybe like 100x over a month or something. Like I can't remember, but uh, um, you know, so even after. 10x, 20x, you know, a lot of people were selling their accounts. So, you know, you have the thoughts too on the way up of, you know, maybe maybe I should take out a little bit. Um, and then for different reasons, you kind of get those feelings when the when the market's coming down. But I just would think about what would be a better place to invest in. And um, I, I still can't think of one. That has a bigger potential. This is kind of the first NFT that has this sort of mainstream reach, um, and that's always going to be valuable, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and and was there? Did you buy the dip at all? Were there any specific moments that, as the market started sort of slid, that you maybe had your eye on that you really wanted in your collection, and then then you ended up scooping up as a result?
1: Um, yeah, I was buying all the way um, down, so yeah and I, I was buying through the the peak too um so I got some interesting uh losses there um but uh nothing really specific um trying to think of some notable ones there was a certain there was a certain time in may i think where i just like got so low that I, I i i couldn't hold myself back and i just I was, I had paid down my credit cards a little bit, but then I was like, all right, that's enough. It's, and then I just maxed them out again because it was getting ridiculously low. Yeah, uh, I, I did And it wasn't much... quite, you it wasn't quite the bottom, but uh, it was, it was close. I think.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say like, for me, um, that seeing stars became a real reality for me once the dip happened. And I, I think I had maybe six or seven of them, but then I closed out the whole set. Uh, mm-hmm. Got the LeBron reward for really affordable price got the kd and and they've they've since 3x since that that purchase it's gone pretty crazy wow. um, mm-hmm. is there a specific set that has like a, a special place in your heart among the, all of the different sets that you've uh completed is there one in particular that you're like most fond of
1: um my first pack i bought was a cosmic so i like I love the Cosmic set. It's the first Legendary set, and I like the art. Um, And they're all Top Shot debut moments. So it's hard not to like that one. Another first one was uh, the early adopters. It's just in the name, so uh, I like it. And then it was also fun to see that, I think, three out of those 10 moments, those players were actually became early adopters to Top Shot uh, Josh Hart and Carl Anthony Towns and, um, and (laughs) I can't remember the other one.
0: There were the certified ballers. They're like the. Yeah, the certified
1: ballers. Yeah, they actually, you know, are on the platform and, um, interact with the community from time to time.
0: Yeah, I I think that, you know, the idea of the cosmics being a really sort of uh, a personal set to you makes a lot of sense. Okay, if I said to you, Alxo, you get 3 moments only and you have to burn everything else. You can't keep it. What 3 would be the 3 that you would no matter what you're holding on to, uh you would never let go of.
1: Oh man. That, that, that's,
2: that's hard out of 17,000. That's a painful <laughs>
0: question. Yeah. I I don't mean to traumatize oh, I, you with this question either. Yeah,
1: I know. It's 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 going to give me nightmares. But uh um, oh, Mike Conley was the other one. Yeah, Mike. but uh, um, I would say in those cosmic packs, at least two of the three would be in there because I I got lucky and pulled number one Zion uh, jersey number, um, and a number one Luca, um, and I guess maybe the third one would be a challenge reward for the um, from the top set which was uh James Harden and and that i think had less than 25 completions but in series 1 they had a minimum for each tier so like if there were less than 25 of legendaries they would still mint up to 25 and for rares they go up to 150 minimum um, in Commons 1,000, um, just because there were cases where they were pretty low completion rates. Um, but anyway, that that one was less than 20, and, and I, I ended up getting the number one there too. Man. So, yeah.
0: I, I just don't have serial luck. I just don't. I, my first pack, I got a pretty low... Steph Curry seeing stars and like number three hundred nine, I was really excited. And I since then I have not pulled a good cereal, uh yet. So hopefully I'm due for some some good luck and good fortune. Did you get a pack I, of the I WNBA moments last them. night?
1: I did. Yeah, I did. I fell How'd out into buying the 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 moment to get into the priority queue, but then it turned out that if you weren't in the priority queue, you still had like what eighty percent chance, ninety percent chance of. Getting one in the general queue, yeah. yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but 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 I, I didn't feel too bad about fomo FOMOing because it was the first um, WNBA moment ever. So
2: um,
1: I, th- I think that'll be a g- good value long term anyway. Yeah,
0: uh, like there are. So you started with CryptoKitties, you then went into Top Topshot. Uh, I don't see an ape as your profile picture, so I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, I guess my question is: What other NFT projects have uh, you been interested in um, since Topshot started? And are there any other? Is it is it the gamified element that's most important to you when you're looking at these projects, or is it something else?
1: Um, Yeah, I like the gamification and and utility um, uh, of the NFTs. I I think I think that's where they're really gonna hit the mainstream. Is everybody's going to want them when, when they can do something with them. Um, so over the years, I've, I've kind of seen that that's where Dapper Labs' vision is. So I, I'm following them, but then they, they developed a whole blockchain to, to help solve these issues. So, um, I'm also looking at a lot of NFT projects that are early adopters to building on flow,
2: um,
1: and, and, and they're they're stacking up pretty quickly. Like uh, Chain Monsters has big potential. It's an MMO of of like a Pokemon type genre game,
2: um,
1: and their beta version's coming out next month. Um, there's Enemy Metal, which is like a classic arcade um, space fighting game, um, and they just had a drop last month. Um, and, and, and with the NFTs, you can actually combine the, the ships and the resources to, to build mines where you can like,
2: um,
1: kind of mine for more NFTs.
2: Um,
1: so,
0: so you're bullish on flow for sure then. mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, the first blockchain based game I started playing was league of kingdoms. I started doing it with, uh, with, with different listeners, we we have a, our own land we bought, and then um, we've been kind of like stacking up our kingdom there. And you, as you mint resources, or as you gather resources, you can mint them into NFTs that you can sell on OpenSea, and you can purchase them on OpenSea. It's pretty cool. Uh, but uh, what about Axie? Did you get into that at all?
1: No, I didn't. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, in hindsight, they had a lot of the elements... I'm, I'm I'm looking for, um, but yeah, it was it was a long development cycle. They started, I think, a couple months after CryptoKitties, and it wasn't until just a few months ago where they they kind of hit
2: hit uh, a new level. Um,
0: so if I want to get AlxO as a collector, I'm going to do a gamified NFT on Flow. That's the that's the magic sort of uh, concentric circles. To definitely have you pretty interested, yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, another notable one is Record Shop that had a drop a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And they have a, a game coming as well. So, yeah, it's all, all about the entertainment value of these NFTs for me. And, and do you think that...
0: How early do you think we all are on Top Shot still at this point?
2: Um,
1: I, I don't know. I, I, I think... Um, we're, yeah, we're still beta. Um, I, I think the potential could be 10 x a hundred X from here. Uh, it's hard to say how the economy will work when there are tens of millions of people on the platform. Um, and,
0: and are, they, you- are they,
1: are they going to trade, you know, the commons or most people or is there going to be enough? People interested in, in collecting legendaries and rares—it'll it, be interesting how the market will work. But
2: yeah, I, th- I think um,
1: they're setting themselves up so that where every, any NBA fan is is gonna need these <laughs> essentially. Yeah, yeah there's be no way they're not
0: getting in, involved. And then I think again, the fiat on ramp makes it really easy for people to start getting involved as a collector too. Uh, Not Mm -hmm. having to deal with crypto if you don't want to um, is a really nice option for people. What do you think this sort of historical perspective will end up on series two? Uh, You know, series one, the values are already pretty high, even for sort of common base set moments. Where do you think, you know, 10 years from now, we'll look back at Series 2, and, and, and where do you think it will sit? Because, I mean, I guess, like, when you look at a common moment that's got a mint of 40,000, it sounds like a lot, until you're minting common moments of 400,000, then I guess it doesn't sound like it's, you know, a lot anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's where it's going. Um, and that's that's how I was feeling in Series 1, where, and a lot of people are feeling that,
2: that
1: um, 4,000 might be a lot, but we're hoping... You know, if this attracts a lot more people and uh, people try it out, that they're going to need more than 4,000. But for, for less than 1,000 users, that seemed like a lot of, of moments. Um, so, yeah, if, if the growth rate goes as as we hope, um, yeah, we can see 400,000 in a few years. And Series 2 would look really rare um, compared to also. I consider series two is, is part of like early adopters series as well um, because it is the series with the most top shot debuts. I don't think we'll ever have that many debuts again. because so once you have your debut, you can have another one. Um, yeah, that's true. I didn't really thought of it from that perspective. And, and they just, they, they added debut, like 10 debuts per team, I think on, it, on average. So yeah, who's left? Just the rookies and maybe a few others here and there, and then also and, and the Clay Thompson. I know that's the other one that really. Clay Thompson. For. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's so. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, he's the most anticipated one because they're, they're, everyone else already has a debut. All the other stars do, um, and, and, and except for the the running backs which it sounds like we're going to be part of the summer series now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it, it sounds like there's going to be different tiers of run it back. Also sounds like they're going to do like a, a common, a rare and a, and a legendary version of this or something, because it sounds like they're not just going to be super rare. And again, that, that, that darn uh, Jimmy Butler moment is the only one I have left. And when I was talking with Jacob last night, he kept making mention of the fact that he, those are not intended to be bottleneck moments. Which either tells me that they're planning to release more of the same player in later series uh, to make sure that that isn't a single bottleneck. I don't know. I don't know what he meant by that, but he reiterated that several times to me last night, and I left the call going. I wonder what why he's saying that. Like, what, what's his intended communication? Um, but yeah, and and the in real life experiences, you mentioned that that's a pretty big motivator for you as a collector. Um, is that something that you really always expected them to do all along? Uh, and do you think that that those in real life experiences and that utility has sort of been a big part of the shot in the arm that the marketplace took uh, in the past month or so?
1: Yeah, I think I think that's. I, I had hopes that that was what they were going to do, and it it was hard to imagine they weren't going to try something just because the NBA wants to increase their um, number of fans and
2: um through
1: this platform so it, if, if they're and, and since they were kind of early adopters to all these nfts in this whole industry that that i i was hoping that they'd make the most of it and they'd be more experimental and, and be trying all these things out so when, once they they well the platform was ready to, to start these experiments um i think people started to see like w- once you can actually start seeing the utility um it's it's easier to see kind of how it can expand from there um so yeah now that now the vision's kind of unfolding and and it's it's just really exciting for for everyone
0: last question for for the Blazers fan Alkso himself did they do enough for Dame to stay uh this off season do you think that he's going to be happy with the cast that they put around him to keep Dame for a long time or you think that this might be the last year that you have him in that Blazers uniform.
1: Uh, I think they got a little bit more to do, um, but I think a, a new coach is a good start. We'll see if it can have a positive effect, but it, it could also backfire. So, um, but yeah, it's possible it works out really well. Um, they just got a new player yesterday in yeah, that trade. Junior is a beast.
0: That's a good, yeah. good pickup.
1: So there, there's some movement there, and then of course Cody Zeller signed on. So um, yeah, we'll see uh, how that group fits together, um, and then if I, I guess they can make adjustments throughout the season um, to hopefully keep him around and until he retires.
0: Yeah. Uh- Derek Jones Jr. coming to the Bulls yesterday. My all-time favorite NBA top shot moment is the Derek Jones Jr. Cool cats where he smacks the ball off the backboard Mm -hmm. from LeBron. Love that one. Also, I want to thank you for joining. Uh, It's it's been a great fun for me to kind of get to know you and and hear your story. Um, Anything you want to plug or shout out before we get off? No, no. Uh, Just
1: thanks for having me on and – Yeah, I'm looking forward to listening.
0: I'm looking forward to having you back on for Series 3, and maybe we can see how Series 2 looks in retrospect. But uh, thanks so much for joining. Also, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank also for joining the podcast and talking to us about NFTs and TopShot and crypto and everything else in between. Have a lot of great episodes coming to you from Packrit Media this week on the PackRip Media stream here for the moments. Had a great episode with Tatiana Dumas last week. You should definitely check that out. Adam Fish had a uh, conversation with Scott Lowen, the CEO of Candy Digital. And we're going to be bringing you round two, episode two of Around the Metaverse with Pack Reviewing and Adam Fish this weekend as well. Also, I just recorded a great episode with Crypto Poppy, and I'm going to be releasing an episode with Dream Shaker this week. Um, Lots coming your way. As always, thanks for your support. And uh, I hope you all take care of yourselves and each other. For now, it's Dr. Jeremy signing off. Peace. i